everybody and welcome back to the coin journal podcast i am your host financial analyst here at coin journal dan ashmore and today i'm joined with alex kim who is head of partnerships in the americas at bnb chain awesome thank you, you so today, much alex. for having me here i'm doing yeah, well the weather is pretty good um it's starting to warm up here in boston so things are looking good nice nice yeah because you guys get some pretty brutal winters over there so i'm i'm, I'm glad it's picking <laughs> up yeah yeah really brutal um but yeah, let's let's talk um, let's talk BNB chain. So, it, like BNB chain, huge in the space. But I feel like a lot of people still don't really understand exactly what it is. Don't understand like um, the distinction between it and Binance. Like, can you just tell us before we kick off what exactly is the BNB chain? Sure. So BNB chain is pretty much the world's largest public blockchain in terms of unique addresses and daily active users, even weekly active users. So a lot of people do get really confused with the association with Binance, but it's important to know that Binance was our earliest supporter, but we are not Binance in any way. We are just completely separate from them. So when the chain first launched, Binance was our early supporter in terms of funding and really helping us grow. But over the, over the past couple of months, um, we've been separating from them. So we are completely separate now. We have our own team. We function differently. Um, so it's important to know that we're just separate. We're just BNB chain. Okay, cool. And is it kind of frustrating trying to hammer home that distinction to the general public? Yeah, I mean, it's an education curve, but we're just pushing through. We're just doing what we know how to do best, and that's getting projects and building all these solutions. So we're just sticking to that. Cool. So uh, let's dive into like, what exactly are these projects on it? Like what's, what's being built there? What's going on there? Sure. Yeah, there's so many projects being built on BNB Chain previously. Um, BNB Chain has always brought on a lot of the blue chip projects and we continue to bring in those blue chip projects right now. But I would say we are like any other ecosystem, right? We are a robust ecosystem. We have strong infrastructure to power all these different types of projects and applications being built on top of our chain. So we have some of our biggest DeFi um, projects right now, which is PancakeSwap and Uniswap recently just came over as well. Um, we have some of the biggest infrastructure players here on BNB Chain as well, our robust gaming ecosystem, um, and just a lot more. So we support over 1,200 plus DApps with BNB Chain at the moment, and I expect that number to grow out as well. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy number. Well, when did you guys launch again? Like how quickly has this come up? Yeah, about 2019. That's that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been exponential growth since we first launched. So very grateful for that. And how did this growth like change? So obviously, you know, the, the crypto market as a whole had this huge bull run during the pandemic. Like everything went crazy. You know, volume, prices, interest, everything. And then 2020, 2022 was was a bit of a nightmare year in terms of kind of you know all those things falling. Like we saw obviously prices, but so too did kind of volume and interest as well across the space. Like you say, you've you've had exponential growth. Like has that come down a bit in 2022, and has it picked up again in 2023, or what, what's kind of the, the curve been like? Actually, I think it's really, it's actually quite contrasting because a couple weeks ago, I believe it was two or three weeks ago, we hit about 1.4 million daily active users. And on average, we hit about 5 million weekly active users on our chain. So that's during a bear market. And that was actually really good for us. And during the bull run, we were growing. We were just growing and growing. But we figured out that even when it's a bear market or a bull market, it's really honing down on your fundamentals, right? The fundamentals for BNB chain is 
since our inception, we've only had, we've never had a network pause. We only had that one time it happened October due to unfortunate exploit. But ever since we first launched up until now, um, it's been relatively very consistent. And that's why we continue to attract a lot of these builders to come onto our chain. Um, not even just for our low cost fees and cheap, cheap gas fees, um, flash, um, TPS, and just our security and scalability of BNB chain, but it's also because we give developers opportunity, right? We always want builders to come on BNB chain to build whatever projects they want and to know that they have the support of BNB chain. So one of the things that we've incentivized during the bear market was actually our builders grant program as well. So if you're a developer and you're building on a project and you want support and you have a good team, you have a good vision and you have a good product or service that you're building, you know, those are the fundamentals and we'll help you grow on BNB chain. So we have a program that allocates about $50,000 a month up to 10 projects every single month. So those are some of the incentives that we have to really help grow those really bigger projects into our ecosystem. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lot of funding. I mean, especially like you say, in, in the depths of the bear market and, you know, the, the other platforms um, definitely can't offer that. Like, where, where is that funding coming from? Is that from backers other than Binance or is that Binance itself? Or is that just like crowdfunding? Like, wh where where is that money coming from? Strictly from BNB chain. Strictly from BNB chain. Okay, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, and, and, and right, it, it has like a reputation for being easier to build on. Now, I, I'm not a developer myself, um, but it, it, it has that reputation that, you know, it's very easy to get up and started. Is, is that like, like, how do you think that has come about? Or do you think, uh, like, is, is that a big plus? Yeah, the, the interoperability is definitely a plus for our developers. So if you know how to build on ETH, it's really easy to build on BNB chain because we are EVM compatible. So it's, it only takes a couple of hours to integrate BNB chain. And we do support all the native programming languages as well, like JavaScript, um, C++. So it's already existing languages that developers already know in the Web2 space. So for them to enter Web3, they don't have this huge barrier of having to learn um, this insane, you know, um, programming language like Rust or something, right? As long as you know JavaScript, C++, you're able to build on BNB chain. So we do attract a lot of those builders just because of the ease of being able to build out a project on our chain. Yeah, and like I, I know, like to to hone down into that interoperability and the, the ease to convert. Um, you mentioned like Uniswap, which you know one, one of the biggest uh, decentralized projects in the in the entire crypto space. Like that that um that migrated over, um, which was obviously huge news. Um, and, and do you think like those kind of like how did that happen and why did it happen now? I think it's really the infrastructure. So I, I'm going to mention this quite several times, but before we focus on the application side of things, one of the biggest things that we really focus on is having reliable infrastructure. And what that means, infrastructure can mean so many things, but for BNB chain, that means having strong security and having strong scalability and having the biggest developers. And then we're able to focus on the application side of things. A reason why all these blue chips are coming over, not just, you know, the users on our chain and the other, you know, the business opportunities it can provide for some of those projects that want to integrate BNB chain, but it's also them knowing that once they integrate BNB chain, they're able to get the support of the BNB chain ecosystem.
Um, so our developer team, our tech team, our marketing team, DevRel team, being a part of this really robust ecosystem, but also knowing that our network is never going to go down, knowing that our network is always going to be reliable and we're always going to have the strongest infrastructure players supporting BNB chain. So bringing their application over to BNB chain beyond the business model sense, it just makes better sense in terms of security um, for them to come over to BNB chain as well. So now a lot of these blue chips are starting to realize, oh, wow, you know, BNB chain is not just this low cost chain. It's actually a really reliable chain that's able to scale infinitely. So hence why we're seeing a lot of these blue chips come over. And yeah, because like one thing that sometimes frustrates me as a kind of, um, you know, when I, when I observe across the crypto space is, is that tribalism that's sometimes present in crypto, you know, like, oh, my coin's better than your coin or my chain's better than your chain, um, which I, I, I personally think is kind of, uh, you know, terrible for everybody involved. Uh, but uh, you're saying like this, um, there's an increasing amount of projects migrating over. Like, do you, do you find that that's frustrating? And I, I, I don't mean this like in specific to BNB chain. I just mean like just being in the space in general. Um, do, do you find that frustrating or is it just such a minority that just happens to be, you know, a lot louder on, on Twitter than is, is the case in real life? Yeah, honestly, this is my personal opinion. But the mentality that I see is that it's very hard to convince people to conform or think of something different than they what than what they already concretely know that they think of something right so it's very hard to convince someone otherwise um even though it's a fact or right um so there's been a couple of instances where you know in the space there is this um like perception of bnb chain and again it's been very hard right um being able to tell them well that's false this is the reality of it and they still, they still don't believe in it. But the thing is, like, no matter what we do, it's important to know that we can't really, you know, spend our time and resources to appeal to just that group of people. You know, what we focus on doing is really the actionable things, right? Like, we have a couple of new initiatives for BNB chain. We have the users. We have these blue chips coming over. So we don't really focus on, you know, trying to shape this narrative or really trying to appeal to them. It's holding down on the basics. It's getting these blue chips, focusing on the security, knowing that our network has has only gone down just once. We bring these blue chips over. We have a really good, robust ecosystem of developers and supporters on our chain as well. And that just creates a circular economy for everyone who wants to enter Web3. So we just focus on that. Yeah, that's pro- probably a healthy way to do it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. It's it's very hard to change people's views. I, I don't know why it's, it's, I mean, it's hard general, but in, in crypto, I feel like, yeah, people can be just so set in their ways, um, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but like, when we talk like, is there any trade-offs like to, to play devil's advocate, like say to, to continue with this example with Uniswap coming over, like, I guess why, why wouldn't they come over like to take advantage of just the, the just the bigger user base alone? Uh, like what, what would be the reason or is it just simply the amount of cost and labor involved in actually carrying out a big migration? For them, I really do think for Uniswap to come over, well, one, it, it's not a decision that they can make, right? It's a decision that really has to go through the community first. 
So we had to do the DAO voting. We had to do a sense test as well, just to see what the community um, thought about, you know, Uniswap coming to BNB chain. And we won that overwhelmingly um, with positive results. And then that transitioned over to an official vote with the um, Uniswap community to actually deploy on BNB chain. And once the community approved of that, then we started working with actual Uniswap to bring Uniswap over. But it's not something that they're able to just um, make a decision just straight out of the get-go, right? It's just a very collective decision. Okay. Um, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense, in fairness. Um, yeah, it's not just like one person sitting down and making the decision. Um, okay, let, 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 let's change tack a bit. Like, um, just to get back, like, what exact role does B&B play here? Because you hinted at low... Uh, costs earlier which is which is huge for a lot of people i know like i've, I've kind of said like ethereum is almost like a blockchain of the elites at times like uh, you know if, if you're some of the gas fees there if anybody's used it well we know exactly what i mean um so can, can we talk about like yeah cost here and, and what role bnb plays sure so bnb is quite known to have very low costs for any transactions so I'll talk about this in two different ways. One is from a developer perspective and also an enterprise perspective, Um, just bigger players and also just overall Web3 developers. Developers come to BNB Chain because we we create this circular economy. And by circular economy, meaning that if you're a developer that's trying to build a project, it's very hard for you to scale a project when one of your biggest concerns is going to be transaction costs because transaction costs are going to be reflected to the actual project itself, which is eventually also going to be um, trickled down over to the user. So it's going to be reflected everywhere in that chain, right? If you're coming over to BNB chain, one of the biggest things that I really know about is this we're so cheap. So it creates this immediate business model for developers that just makes sense. They have a product or service and they have a vision. They can execute it on BNB chain, knowing that it's always going to be super cheap and it's going to attract the users as well. Because who wants to pay over $5, $10 per transaction, right? Um, If you're doing more than 10 transactions, you're almost spending about almost $100 a day on just transactions and it can add up. So cheap is really important, low cost. And that's what we present to our developers. In terms of scalability and how we this contributes to our circular economy is, um, scalability is pretty much infinite for us. We're always coming out with new initiatives. We have um, optimistic rollups coming for BNB chain. We have our ZK rollups coming for BNB chain. And that's going to bundle a lot of these transactions, creating even cheaper transaction fees for our users. And just our user base as well. And the overall ecosystem creates this perfect business model. Um, so low cost and cheap, um, low cost and cheap fees really do play a big role for BNB chain. And I guess that the next natural question is how how are they so cheap? Like, uh, uh, and I don't want to get super technical here, but is there like a simple answer to how you guys have made them so cheap? To be honest, I'm not a very technical person either. But what I can say is, you know, we are our own layer one blockchain, and we operate on a proof-of-stake authority model, right? So let's compare ourselves to a proof-of-work model where the um, work required to validate a transaction is so high and so energy-intensive. Of course, that's going to be reflected through fees. 
But since we are a proof of stake authority model and it's pretty much a collective um, effort of validating a transaction at a much faster pace with less energy um, input, it's going to naturally result in some lower fees, right? So that's my way of thinking of it. But to be honest, I'm not very technical, so I don't exactly know the exact answer to that question. Okay, I, I I won't put you on put you on the spot and and, and dig any deeper. Um, so what about like um going forward? Like so, the share of the DeFi space, like you hinted at DeFi there. Do you think like BNB chain continue to to grow in that space and wrestle market share? Yeah, I really do think so. BNB chain right now, I believe we have over you know we we have over thirty percent market share of the current um. Web3 space right now. And one of those biggest drivers are our, is our DeFi sector, right? It's important to know that I personally believe that DeFi is really going to be, is always going to be a really big thing for Web3 and what's going to drive Web2 to come into Web3. But yeah, we have PancakeSwap and we continue to bring all these blue chip um, DeFi protocols from other such larger chains over to BNB chain, Uniswap just being one of them. And so we're going to continue to see that. And with more users on our chain, um, it creates more options and opportunities for all the people that are looking into what shade to use. So we are pretty confident that some of our initiatives will hopefully result in a larger market share. So, and when we talk about that 30% market share, like what else is, so you've talked about DeFi there, like what else is being built that, that 30% is comprised of? Gaming. Gaming on BNB chain is really big. And I'll talk about this a little bit. Gaming, I believe, is really going to be important to onboard the next billions of users into Web3. Um, it's We have this particular focus on hyper-casual gaming as well. Um, in our opinion, AAA games, AA games are great. It just takes time to develop, right? And we just we need this correct infrastructure to be able to support these games. But people right now, they want something that's fast, um, super simple, really easy to play and doesn't require too much thinking, right? So BNB Chain is really good at that. We have some of our biggest games that we launched before. I think it was Hook Protocol was one of them. And that was pretty much a quiz to earn sort of um, game as well. And that brought in a lot of users. At some point, it was over 400K um, users as well. So we're seeing this big demand for gamers on BNB Chain and gaming projects on BNB Chain. So yeah, it's also one of our biggest driving factors on BNB Chain. And do you think like, so we're talking about how easy it is to build these things and you're talking about gaming and, and DeFi and stuff. Like a lot of these projects were just like totally decimated in the last year. Do you think there's like a dark side? And this isn't specific just to BNB Chain. I'm, I'm talking kind of crypto in general here. Like, is there a dark side to how easy these things are to build? And, you know, the, I guess, all the speculation that, it comes with the territory yeah so i'm always a really big advocate of a much simpler developer experience i think when it comes to this this ease this ease this um easy feature being able to build on bnb chain is quite important because the thing is if you are required to spend over you know let's say 10 steps to build a chain versus two i mean to build a project versus two steps right people are going to want to build using this two-step because it's simply too long, too expensive, and it's not really worth their effort to spend all this time, you know, having to learn a different language, having to do all these tumultuous steps to build a project. People just want ease of use. 
And ease of use is great. But what we're seeing with a common theme with all these projects that fail is, you know, you can't just come in simply expecting that it's going to be a get rich scheme, right? That's just not acceptable. If you are going to build with this ease of use and you're going to have the wrong intentions and malicious intent on on using our user base to grow out your project and then do all these really nasty things with our user base, you know, it's, it's just not the right community for you. We really focus on security and we care about our users. So if you're going to come in, we, we offer those tools for a really good experience on BNB chain. But if your team, your vision and your product or service is built to take advantage of our users, then it's not going to end up well. And hence why we're seeing a lot of these projects fail because they don't care about the users and they don't have the right team and they don't take the proper steps to ensure that this is going to be a good project security-wise, fundamentally, and for the long term as well. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's just the downside of decentralization in general, isn't it? Like if you mm-hmm. offer, if you build a decentralized economy, these kind of things unfortunately will happen. Um, I guess it, is, is it frustrating to see, like, as someone, like, I, I, it must be super frustrating, right? Yeah, it's. It's really frustrating, but the thing is, you know, you can't, we, we can all, we can only do so much, right? So one of the things that we did is AvengerDAO. So AvengerDAO is our own security initiative by BNB Chain, and that's going to be a three-part process. So one of the things that we first um, launched was a metric system. So being able to check projects and being able to rate them, and we're working with some of the biggest security protocols, um, security projects slash protocols on our chain, right? Like Certic, and we're constantly onboarding a lot more, right? To ensure that users are able to check a um, smart contract address, um, being able to check a project for any vulnerabilities. And it highlights that to the user that, you know, these are the issues, these could be potential issues. And this is what the projects can do to fix those issues. Um, so one of our tech team is very diligent. So some of the things that we do is this routine audit of some of the smart contracts. And if we find any potential exploits, we communicate that with the team. We say, hey, you know, this is something that your team has to fix. If your team can't fix it, we won't offer any more support. We're very strict about it. So it's not about getting this PR marketing thing, right? It's about being able to do the actions. It's about being actionable. So that's what we focus on. Fair enough. Yeah, that's 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 a fair answer. Um, and like, so, so what what do you think going forward about the crypto market in general? Because like you know, like it or love it, BNB's BNB chains fate will be tied to that, as is the case with with every crypto project. Like, um, are you feeling like a little more positive now that kind of there's been a little bit of a bounce back in prices this year, or is it just purely you're just looking beyond prices and you're kind of hoping that? in the long term, the capital will flow back into the space, kind of like what we saw before 2022. Yeah, I mean, price is really, I mean, price seems to be what everyone talks about, right? But what yeah. we really <laughs> believe at BNB Chain is just focus on the fundamentals, back to the basics, right? It's focusing on what our users want. Because the thing is, in order for growth to be made, in order for really positive growth to be made on a chain, we have to listen to our users. I mean, they are the ones using our chain, right? They are the ones that are creating all this value for our chain. So we have to listen to them and we have to understand, you know, what's wrong? You know, what are some of the things that are slow with BNB chain? What are some of the things that we're not doing right? And what are some of the things that the user base or community really wants and really wants to see from BNB chain? So one of that 
was, you know, we want our own store solution. We have a lot of gaming projects, right? But they can't handle all these microtransactions and it'll end up being slow. So we've been in the works for this for quite a bit and we just announced it, you know, a couple months ago and that was BNB Greenfield, which is going to be our own data storage infrastructure. It fixes a lot of the issues that projects have issues with when they use other ecosystems. So we're hoping that BNB Greenfield is really going to be able to solve a lot of those issues. And once we solve those issues, from a user standpoint, it's easy for them to continue to grow. So again, simple answer, back to basics, just listen to the users, build out the solutions. Um, it's important to continue to build out the solutions so that you're able to stay innovative, right? And that you're not just a regular, uh, that you're not just a regular player in the space. Okay, and 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 before we we wrap things up, like, do you think the the future? Because we we've, we we talked a fair bit about interoperability earlier. Do you think the future will be one where, you know, all these chains, the projects are interacting on all these chains, or will there be one dominant chain? Or yeah, what what, what do you think the the future of this um, decentralized world will look like? Yeah, I think the future of the decentralized world is going to be multi-chain. It's important to provide options to a lot of people. You can't just have one person um, being like the most dominant one. I just don't think that's really healthy for the entire Web3 ecosystem as well, right? And a lot of our vision for Web3, not just for BNB chain, but for a lot of other people, it's we have this collective vision of onboarding a lot of Web2 users into Web3. And in order to do that, we need to encourage healthy competition with one another. With healthy competition, we're able to build out a lot of these new innovative solutions. We're able to see what works and what doesn't. And with that, we continue to innovate and we continue to build products. And with just one player in the space, that's quite impossible to do. So I do believe that the multi that the future is multi-chain and that we do need a lot of these. Um, we just need to encourage healthy competition in Web3. All right. Yeah, well, I guess time will tell whether that'll happen. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Alex. Uh, super informative about all things BNB chain. And if any listeners want to check them out, all the links will be in the description. Um, but yeah, th thanks, for, thanks for chatting today. Thank you so much for having me, Dan.